This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, it's Tuesday, the 9th of January, 2024. I'm Alex von Tunzelman and I'm undergoing a propulsion anomaly. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we whisk the broadsheets into a thick, smooth, glossy sauce, whip the tabloids into soft peaks, fold both together ever so gently, tip the batter into ramekins and bake it twice to create the perfect British press souffle. Will it collapse? Only if you've put too much Guardian in it. Shove in more Daily Star and it'll rise and rise until it threatens to take over your house. We're out every weekday for the joy of your ears, so why not subscribe? Never miss an episode. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. It'll put you off your breakfast. Everyone's talking about Jeffrey Epstein's sex tapes, but they probably don't exist. Meet me halfway. Stockport piles of mystery meat baffle residents. And face calm or face palm? Can you, yes you, look younger and fresher with face yoga? Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where we know how it feels to fail to point our solar panels at the sun. I'm Alex von Tunzelman, and with me today is journalist Holly Thomas. Hi, Holly. Hi. And also joining us is comedian Fergus Craig. Hi, Fergus. Hi, guys. So, what do we have on the front pages today? Holly, how are the broadsheets looking? So, on the front of the Telegraph, we have Channel 4 in diversity row over white bosses, with the subhead chairman criticises new board members as MP defend appointments made on merit. Um, so that's a protest against the appointment of four white board directors. And above that, we have the curious tale behind Epstein accuses Prince Andrew sex tapes, which we will be diving into in more detail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry, that was ominous language. <laughs> yes. And then alongside that, we have a nice photo of a soldier of the Household Cavalry in the snow. Oh. So a bit of a mix on Mm -hmm. the Telegraph. And then the Times has fast appeals for wrongly convicted postmasters. Government has a plan to help, insists Minister. Um, So that's obviously about the uh, postmaster scandal and um, all of the very uh, impactful stuff the government has in the pipeline to to handle (laughs) Mm -hmm. that. Um, So I also going with postmasters. It says exclusive post office scandal Fujitsu gets major UK government contract. Right, another twist. Yeah, yeah, some contrasting claims. And then cover of The Guardian has scrambled to clear victims of post office fraud scandal. Um, And next to that, we have a beautiful photo of Margot Robbie at the Golden Globes. Indeed. Okay, Fergus, what have we got on the tabloids? Uh, I have the Daily Mirror, which is the heart of Britain. (laughs) That's what it says. It's the heart of Britain. It must be true. Uh, New Andrew humiliation, which uh, refers to the sex tape, which we will, or the not sex tape, which we will be talking about. And there's also uh, a picture of the sadly departed Franz Beckenbauer. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Sun, uh, Andrew in uh, quotes sex tapes. Shock, and the quotes are important there. And uh, there's a picture of Taylor Swift at the Golden Globes. What made Taylor gasp at the Globes? 
Well, uh, what did make Taylor Well, girls? I think the long and the short of it is no one knows, no one will ever know. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Daily Mail, shameless. There's a picture of Paula Venels and a picture of Sir Ed Davey as national revulsion over post office scandal mounts. Former boss still clings to her CBE and Lib Dem leader refuses to step aside. And then the Daily Star has the ashes of some former cast members from Star Trek uh, on their way to space. But there's some kind of hitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the headline they've gone with? There's Klingons on starboard bow, starboard bow, starboard bow. I was hoping you'd sing it, Fergus. Do you know what? I don't really know what that reference is. (laughs) Holly? I have no idea. Sorry. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to see it. (laughs) It's from a song called Star Trekking. So it needs to be, there's Klingons on the starboard bow, starboard bow, starboard bow. Yes, I have a loose memory of that. (laughs) You just wanted me to do it, didn't you? Right. Okay. thank you. And can we just focus a little bit more of a look at at this postmaster's, sub-postmaster's story, which, of course, is on several of the front pages today. Um, I think you kind of were looking at the Daily Mail's coverage of that, this sort of really important issue about the CBE. Yes, everyone's going on about this CBE. Rishi Sunak is talking about the CBE, all the papers are talking about the CBE. I think it's a massive red herring, as if if this lady loses her CBE, then the whole problem is sorted. <laughs> like, so just... this is, who's got a CBE? Paula Venels, who was the chief executive of uh, the post office while a lot of these prosecutions were taking place. But it's just a swimming certificate, really. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? It's like, oh, you if you commit one of the worst corporate crimes of the century... We might take away your certificate. And we also, we were having a little look at the sun this morning, Holly, as well. Um, So on page 11, it's not on the front page, uh, there's another hit piece on Keir Starmer. And we've commented quite a bit on paper cuts about how the sun is avoiding politics on its front page. I mean, it's had some really nothing stories, possibly because it doesn't know which way it's going to really swing in the general election. But this isn't the first time they've launched this kind of attack on Starmer. So what's going on here? Yeah, it's a particularly weird one. So basically, The Sun's story is based on this idea that Starmer worked for free when he was a lawyer to help, in their words, scores of twisted killers around the world escape the death penalty. So it mentions the terrible crimes these people committed. One man buried his two-year-old stepchild alive. Um, Really horrible. These stories come from an unauthorised biography of Keir Starmer called Red Knight by Michael A. Ashcroft. Mm. And yeah, basically the the sort of whole idea seems to be, oh, Keir Starmer is um, on this mission to uh, free terrible people from punishment. What's weird is the Sun actually says in its story that a lot of this work, which it mentions as pro bono, so Keir Starmer wasn't paid for, the aim is basically to upturn the death penalty. Legal cases aren't just significant in terms of the impact on the individual who's on trial. The point is also the precedent it's set. And in at least one of these cases, the idea was that there was a mandatory death penalty in the country for a murderer. And the idea would be if you get one of these people off the death penalty, then subsequent killers or you know accused 
accused killers wouldn't automatically get the death penalty if convicted. So, yeah, it, it's a very weird story. Basically, it's sort of saying, oh, Kira Starmer was defending killers for free. But actually, what he's doing is just effectively working to overturn the death penalty. Yeah, I mean, it seems a bit of a reach to imagine he's super pro-killer, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, all that anyone is. And yeah, of all the sort of quote-unquote attacks or accusations you could make of Keir Starmer, like, if you actually read even what The Sun says, it's relatively flattering. He was working for free to overturn the death penalty in Africa. I mean, I'm, I'm all right with that, I'll be honest. Now, the story that's got everyone talking in the last 24 hours is about Jeffrey Epstein's alleged sex tapes. It's really on a lot of the front pages today, including quite sober papers like the Times and the Telegraph. The Times go with the headline, Prince Andrew, quote marks, was in sex tape, quote marks. Now, you have to note the quote marks there around the entire claim made in the headline. Um, And we've also got these on the mail. And the Sun has Andrew in, quote marks, sex tapes shock. And the mirror, new Andrew humiliation, you know, so this is on really a lot of the front pages. But all those quote marks, they matter quite a lot, don't they, Holly? Because possibly the story here is that the tapes don't exist. Well, exactly. I think um, this kind of speaks to the fact that a lot of the stuff that's coming out in these files is kind of things we already know. There haven't actually really been any particularly unexpected names or revelations. Basically, there have been rumours of sex tapes for a while and an accuser called Sarah Ransom, um, she sent some emails in 2016 describing these alleged sex tapes, but then subsequently said, oh, actually... Mm, no, I didn't mean it or, you know, I'd, ra- I'd rather not go ahead. In fact, I'm going to find what she actually said when she withdrew the claim about the sex tapes. So according to The Times, she made these claims about Prince Andrew, uh, Richard Branson, various others, but then later withdrew them saying, I want to walk away from this. I shouldn't have contacted you and I'm sorry I wasted your time. It's not worth coming forward and I'll never be hurt anyhow and only bad things will happen as a consequence of me going public. Wow. So it's not quite a kind of denial of that these don't exist. It's more like I'd rather just not go ahead with it. I mean, Um, that does not put to bed the idea that there are sex tapes, does it? (laughs) No, no, absolutely not. And um, in the emails, which she later retracted, she said that when her friend had sexual intercourse with Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew and Richard Branson, sex tapes were filmed on each occasion. When her friend eventually spoke out, nothing was done. She reported it to the police and was, in her words, utterly humiliated. And then she also claimed that when Hillary Clinton was running for the presidency, her team heavily, in Ransom's words, heavily intimidated her, ruffled her up, and then she was forced to sign a confidentiality agreement. So... It's quite a confused story. She doesn't totally retract the idea that there are sex tapes, but she does kind of say, I wish to step away from it. Um, Slightly more solid statement is in the Evening Standard yesterday from Jeffrey Epstein's former housekeeper, because he said that he he saw the Duke of York, Prince Andrew, at the house on many occasions. He stayed there a lot, had regular massages. Apparently Fergie also stayed there once or was there very briefly. But but yeah, his testimony that Prince Andrew stayed there a lot is far more solid. But yeah, the sex stuff is it's pretty thin yeah there's no the court hasn't been given any proof that these tapes exist I mean Fergus what is wrong with people who want to spend all day thinking about such things as a Richard Branson sex tape it could be you know it it worked for um, Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton you know it could (laughs) it could kickstart a a reality show career it's so hard to work out what the 
fuck is going on <laughs> with the Epstein thing? It's so hard to see the wood for the trees with this. Because anytime you dip into it, there's a large proportion of people who love conspiracy theories, which is this is real fodder for. Mm. But there are real conspiracies going on within it, or at least very murky things involving famous people. It's such a hard story to follow because when you dip into it online, there are a lot of people who enjoy conspiracies, throwing in a lot of insane stuff, and yet a lot of the actual facts of the case are themselves quite shocking. It's it it's really hard to follow. For I have seen like in me. response to QAnon people calling this true anon where there actually is a group of paedophiles exploiting people potentially. But it does, I agree with you, seem to be very murky as to, uh, just the fact that people have been potentially involved or in Epstein's book, of course, doesn't necessarily mean that they were involved in any way. Yeah, this is, and this is the thing about all of these files. There are lots of people named who were just in Epstein's periphery because he mixed with the rich and famous who have absolutely nothing to do with the sex claims. And, for example, Trump is a really, really good example of someone who could almost potentially benefit from this because there haven't been too many super, super serious claims. The main solid thing that seems to come out of this is apparently at one point Epstein or maybe Clinton, oh, I can't remember, someone flying on his plane said, oh, let's let's stop at Trump's casino, which is kind of fine from Trump's point of view, but really plays into his supporters' theory that there is this cabal and Trump is kind of like the voice of the people who's like battling against these A-listers. It's very weird that he's positioned as the kind of everyman here. But Either way, there have been so many much more solid claims against Trump that have just rolled off his back. So almost any accusation against him tends to either just not touch him or amplify his support. But also his supporters, th you know, conspiracy theories are being boosted by, as you say, the fact that there genuinely was a cabal of paedophiles. So Trump yeah. benefits from the fact that all of his monster qualities are in plain sight. So yeah. there's the video of him and Epstein watching young girls dance and leching over them. That exists yeah. as a video. But because it's Trump, that's, well, that's just Trump. Whereas for someone else in the public eye, if their name is in a document, then it helps to amplify or create murky, ooh, what are they hiding, stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. Someone in the files claimed that they overheard Epstein say that uh, former President Bill Clinton, quote, liked them young, which is obviously very, very, very damaging from his point of view. Whereas Trump was a Miss Universe judge. He's very <laughs> much wearing it all on his sleeve. So, mm. yeah, it kind of depends uh, what your public profile is walking into this. I'm happy to believe that there are lots of horrible men from all ends of the political spectrum involved <laughs> in this. <laughs> there we go. True and honest is. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. 
Let's go to Stockport, where the BBC reports on a rather spine-chilling story. Holly, have you been reading about this? Yes. So what it's described very ominously as mystery meat, um, swift clarification, piles of red meat and chicken have been dumped around, I think it's Stockport, was it? It is Stockport. Um, The council's been clearing it up, but residents are worried that it might be poisoned by someone trying to kill dogs. I have to say, as a dog owner, that would freak me out. Actually, there are two things that would annoy me about this as a dog owner if it was happening near me. One is, what if it's poisoned? And two is, what if my dog gets a taste (laughs) for me that I absolutely cannot afford to buy on a regular basis? Sorry, little piles of meat are being left around Stockport. That's right. It's exactly what it sounds like. There's a photo, just piles of chopped meat. So there could be (laughs) (laughs) all sorts of theories. The most boring and probably correct one has been proposed by a local resident who says it's probably just a dodgy company dumping it. Are we not, are we totally ruled out that it's not human? Well, this was this was also what I was thinking. We did all check this morning, didn't we? That was the first thing I checked too. No, it's chicken and, and like... Well, they said red meat. I don't know. Is human meat red? Based on watching all four available series of You, mm. um, it doesn't look human. <laughs> and, and also based on eating steak before in my life, it, it looks like meat one would buy in a supermarket. But well, let's not rule out the possibility. No, no, no let's not because that is because that a lot will, more interesting. That would be an interesting way to cover up a murder, wouldn't it? Or well, a series of murders. Well, it's like that. Cut um, them up. Leave them in little small piles of mystery meat around Stockport. <laughs> yes, and let people's dogs eat them. And we should say before the urban myth spreads too much further that the the sort of rumours about it being tried to kill dogs, nobody's had any problem with their dogs. There haven't been any issues. So no, I think that's probably more of a sort of moral panic than a thing that's actually happening, to be fair. But yes, the origin of the meat does appear to be obscure. So Fergus, your conspiracy theory can thrive. Yeah, yes, it's, it's a serial killer. <laughs> And that's confirmed now, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Just a really meticulous one, leaving little piles of meat. What have they done with the bones, though? Uh, made a nice stock. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now, over the weekend, we had the harrowing story of the Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 7, where a door plug blew out mid-flight, leaving a massive hole in the side of the plane. Thankfully, no one was seriously injured, though a kid sitting in the middle seat nearest the window, thankfully not the window seat, lost his shirt that was sucked out the window and was basically saved by the seatbelt and by his mum hanging on to him. Um, what's the latest on all of this, Fergus? Yeah, I've seen the video. It, everyone looks quite calm. <laughs> I think it must be the oxygen. Yes. Yeah, it's sort of terrifying, isn't it? But the latest is that an iPhone has been found on the ground in Oregon, a working iPhone, which they think fell out of the plane. This is from The Guardian. I mean, that's amazing that it's working. I mean, it's a great advert for the iPhone. I know. I mean, usually, like, just if you just splash a tiny bit of water on it, it's done. I mean, exactly. I've dropped mine on a pavement before from the height of about a foot. And then the screen was smashed. And now you can throw them out of planes. <laughs> I mean, what's this thing made of? Why don't they make the plane out of that stuff? It was um, uh, one of the main clues to the fact that they think it fell out of the plane was that it was in airplane mode. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, with half a battery and open to a baggage claim. Well, apparently when it did happen, when this kind of 
panel. I mean, they say it's sort of a window that blew out, but it really is kind of a whole panel, isn't it? It's like a mm. chunk of the side of the thing. Um, everybody sort of had their phones out, as you do, um, and they all just got sucked out because oh. of the depressurization of the cabin. Of course, things go out very quickly, the yeah. plane. So it was goodbye to everyone's phones. I, it's so weird, like how random the hardiness of iPhones is. Because as you say, I've dropped them on the floor, and just that's been it. But then an ex-boyfriend of mine once fell out of a tree, had very serious brain injury. Oh god! You know, he was in a coma and stuff. Um, and then, but yeah, his iPhone landed on the ground next to him, absolutely fine. Oh, <laughs> so, <blimey>. Again, <laughs> incredible hyper for the hardiness of iPhones. I can just say that if Apple wants to send us all free iPhones and paper cuts <laughs> for saying this. Uh, we, we're fine. We can be bribed. That's I'm open to it. Yeah. Go ahead. iPhone's hardier than humans. Good news. Your favourite history nerds are back. Yes, we at We Are History have been trawling the history shelves of our local bookshops. Well, I have, John. You mostly went around finding your books and moving them to the front of the displays. If I can find them, it's a bonus. We are ready to tell you all about what we've learned, from the revolting French to some revolting women. Via some Brits abroad and a foul-mouthed Irishman. So, download We Are History. Our laughable attempt at a silly history podcast. With me, John O'Farrell. And me, Angela Barnes. Wherever you get your podcasts. Now here at Paper Cuts, you know how we feel about headlines. It's borderline romantic. It's borderline obsessive. Let's just all try and stay really normal and centred, OK, everyone? So what have you got for us today, Holly? So the star has a somewhat... I'm going to be honest, like a slightly meh um, <laughs> pun that is very much riding on the coattails of the completely irrelevant photo underneath it, which is um, of a woman called Georgina wearing the most confusing underwear I've ever seen. So imagine a bra, but it's got long sleeves and half mm. of it's red, half of it's black. Fine. Um, and next to that is a little um, bubble saying, fancy being a page three girl, um, send your bikini picture to Jeannie Savage. Ooh. Um, so anyway, no wonder they didn't uh, they didn't expend anywhere near as much effort on this headline. So the story is Jeremy Clarkson claims he splashed out on a Range Rover to annoy Chris Packham. Um, <laughs> I, I guess because Chris Packham likes nature. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that seems like there'd be cheaper ways yeah. to annoy Chris Packham. I, but also, okay. what, what, I didn't know there was beef there. No. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> um, headline is Jez Rage Rover. Rage Rover. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. First All right. It's all right. Georgine is there to <laughs> spice things up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, over on page eight of The Star, there's a story about scripts from the TV show Friends being found in a bin 25 years ago, set to fetch £800 at auction. I have to say that's less than I would have thought. It's quite cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should all have one. That's bid for them, guys. Yeah. So subhead is scripts left in bins set to fetch £800. Headline, Friends with Benefits. Hey. Yeah. 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 yeah, kind of. Quite quite low benefits, though. Yeah. Min- quid. M- minimal benefits. If I'd save that for 25 years, I'd sort of want, you know, eight grand. Yeah, definitely. Fergus, what have you got for us? Uh, I've got a story on page three of The Sun about Abby Clancy, uh, the model, uh, wife to Peter Crouch. She thought she was seriously ill. Uh, There was a numbness in her groin. Apparently her jeans were just too tight. Uh, (laughs) The headline is Abby's Jean Bill of Health. 
Jean Bill of Health, right. Yes, okay. A bit mid. Yeah. And uh, here's another one from The Sun. The story is that uh, the dancer Giovanni Pernice was seen looking glum in the street after Amanda Abington said that she had PTSD from her time on the show with him. And the headline is, Strictly Glum Geo. What? Well, I guess it's a pun on Strictly Cum <laughs> Geo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's fine. We've, is it, is we've it already fine? been talking. <laughs> yeah. We've already been talking about it far too long. <laughs> now, put your thoughts of serious news and serious headlines aside, and mellow out with today's features sections. What's in them today? Self-help or self-hate? Well, The Guardian has a story by Madeleine Aguilar, I hope I'm saying that correctly, all about this latest beauty and wellness trend, face yoga. Now, this is the kind of piece, you know, I tried face yoga for 30 days and this is what happened, that is sort of incredibly formulaic and predictable. But credit to Madeleine Aguilar, I enjoyed this piece far more than I expected to. Holly, what's what's happening here? It's it's really good. It's, it's more than the sum of its parts, mm. I would say. There are, um, I want to draw our attention to a few things. Um, one is the Kardashians once worked with a face yoga expert who charges $350 for a 50-minute face yoga session. Oh, my God, we're in so the wrong business. Let's just all take a second <laughs> to, to digest that. Um, another great feature. Opening line, uh, let me start by saying I did not complete 30 days of face yoga. You see, Um, this is where the article starts to go very, very right. (laughs) Exactly. It says what face yoga accomplishes is unclear. Um, But the um, the, uh, Madeline signed up to a far cheaper plan. I think it was like $20 a month or something. Um, And at the beginning of the plan, you have to answer lots of questions about your face. So I guess it sort of tailors your yoga to to that. One of those, um, when it's sort of talking about your motivations to start face yoga, is I'm afraid my partner will break up with me. Oh, I'm sorry, is face yoga claiming to have the power to save people's <laughs> relationships? Like, is, is, if that's the thread that the survival of your relationship is hanging from, I'd I'd be very worried. Um, but yeah, I've kind of I've gone through like, so many kind of phases of feeling about face yoga in the twenty minutes since I discovered it existed. <laughs> initially, I was very skeptical, but then I was thinking about it. I was like, my actually, my face is really really tense. Oh my god, maybe you need face yoga. Yeah. Should we establish what it is and what it's for? Yeah. Why, I mean, why would we do that? Because we're all just suddenly talking about face yoga, yeah. like it's something that everyone, <laughs> like, it's, like it's jam on toast. It sort, of, it sort of seems to be a kind of combination of massage, which I'm all for. But then it also sounds like you're also stretching your skin sometimes. And yes, kind of I like think you're pulling. supposed to do exercises with your face. Mm, yeah, no, that appeals to me a lot less. And also someone um, said uh, lower down that that could actually harm you know if if your goals are aesthetic like constantly pulling around the delicate skin under your eyes it's probably not a very good idea however make it worse no exactly however in 2018 a study uh, published in the journal of the american medical association found that a 30 minute daily or alternate day facial exercise program sustained over 20 weeks (laughs) jesus really (laughs) may modestly improve the facial (laughs) appearance of selected middle-aged women i just don't believe that that that's more beneficial than 30 extra minutes of sleep a day. I mean, 30 minutes is a lot. Can you, I mean, I suppose you could do it in front of the TV, but like, 
God. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so much effort. For I mean, I think mod- you have to do it in front of a mirror, don't you? Because oh, don't yeah, you have of to course. sort of see if it's working? Yeah, you can so do it wrong. You can maybe listen to an audio book or so, or a podcast, like oh, paper cuts. Yes. You could subscribe. <laughs> but I mean, crikey, yeah, that's that's a lot. It's a big commitment. The idea is that it's tightening, right? Yeah. Yep. Sort of. Yeah. Skin tightening. You'd imagine Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey sort of been we're, we're doing it. We're all doing it. Okay, we're going to try years. some. Shall we try some? Sure. I've got some exercises here. So, Fergus, you can perhaps start us off with the mm. forehead massage. Okay. So you have to make two fists, if you okay. can make two fists, yeah. and then press your knuckles into your forehead mm-hmm. and gently slide them over the arches of your eyebrows. See, this is good because I have a massive forehead. Well, I mean, you know, time to get it moving. Gently. And then repeat. Gently slide them over the arches of your I eyebrows. Like, okay. that way. like that. Oh, yes, yeah. I think I think Holly's got it. Okay. Yeah, a repeat. It feels quite nice to be Is fair. that good? Actually, I am going to change my life now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become a, a face yoga it's consultant. It's $350 an hour. I would definitely do that. Holly, can you... It's only like two years ago that we were all being instructed not to touch our faces. <laughs> well, you know, that was the old trend. This is the yeah. new trend. So, Holly, can you try some eye tapping for us? Okay. You've got to take your index finger, please. You can try this as well, Fergus, because mm-hmm. you're so into it. Mm-hmm. And just softly, really softly, because it's your eyes, just poke yourself around your eyebrows <laughs> and circle gently back towards your eyes. It's quite hard if you've got spectacles on like me. I mean, it feels yeah. fine. Just, just softly tap. Wait, un- oh, sorry, underneath as well? All of, I think circling gently around your eyes, over your eyebrows, and then circling down underneath, but maybe not, yeah, maybe not really pulling on that skin. It just feels like I'm poking my face. <laughs> 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 I'm not really sensing anything transformative. I don't feel more relaxed. Right. It's one of those things that, like, you can be so pseudo with it, can't you? Like a proper charlatan, like try and turn this into expertise. But really, yeah. it's just like, go like that. And just go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the idea that there's like anything specific about it. It's just move your face around just a bit. Just move your face around a bit. But I mean, so just to go back to Madeleine Aguilar's really quite enjoyable piece, Holly. She, what, what, what happened? She just stopped. She didn't get on with it. Yeah, she, I think she says she found the sensation bizarre and uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and also, like, I don't know, it just sounds like a bit of a, like, neg. So each day on this app has a theme, like a, a yogic theme. Day one was a jowls-reducing facial workout. Oh, I mean, that's I mean, just, you don't want that word. No. And then day nine was forehead mobility training. I'm not sure I necessarily want my forehead to be more mobile. Don't be like, prepared to <laughs> for Botox to make it complete frozen. Yeah, it feels it feels very counterintuitive. Anyway, um Madeline's conclusion is that she just decided to feel at peace with whatever happens to her skin. Right. A, a good place to end up. But yeah, she, it doesn't sound like she'll be continuing with face yoga. I, say, I mean, that's how all these pieces end, isn't it? It's like, in conclusion, it's all bollocks. No, exactly. She says, <laughs> she says it made me, she says, it made me realise there are far worse things than crow's feet, like face yoga. <laughs> but it's, it's easy to poo-poo, right, though, isn't it? It's easy, you know. It may end up in 10, 15 years' time, schools will be like maths, English, (laughs) forehead mobility training. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end of today's Paper Cuts. Thanks to Holly Thomas. 
Thank you. Thanks to Fergus Craig. Thank you. If you like this sort of thing, you could join us in the Papercut Supporters Club. Just three quid a month gets you ad-free episodes and extended editions, plus the chance to get Papercut's T-shirts and mugs. They're cool, I've got one. Head over to back.papercutshow.com and follow the link in the show notes. I've been Alex von Tunzelman and you've been listening to Papercuts on a day when a startup in Greenland has begun shipping glacier ice to cocktail bars in Dubai. Something to remember fondly in 20 years when those of us who've survived the climate apocalypse are scrabbling around a Mad Max hellscape farming cockroaches for food. See you tomorrow. Papercuts was written and presented by Alex von Tunzelman with Holly Thomas and Fergus Craig. Music and audio production was by me, Simon Williams. The producer was Liam Tate, with assistant production by Adam Wright. The group editor was Andrew Harrison, the managing editor was Jacob Jarvis, and the executive producer was Martin Boitosh. Socials were by Jess Harpin and Kieran Leslie. Papercuts is a Podmasters production. <laughs>